Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Take out those worship notes. We are starting part two of a series called That's a Stretch. That's a Stretch. And it comes off of our word for 2021 that God gave me called Stretch. And I feel like he's going to stretch us in our faith. He's going to stretch us in our influence. He's going to stretch us in our ability to reach people. So I'm going to give you some vision in a couple weeks for our church. But today, I really, really get into the idea of stretching you. You should have got a Pray First bracelet uh, last week. We were giving them out again this week. And, And if you didn't get one, you get one at the tents on the way out too. But every time you wear one of these, I want you just to stretch it a little bit. And it'll just remind you, man, this is my season to get stretched. And, and they're asking me to agree a group leader, stretch a little bit. They're asking you to go to next step, stretch a little bit. They're asking you to show up to a service and wear a mask. Go stretch a little bit. It's okay. You need it a little bit. And so uh, I want to help stretch you because I just really believe it's kind of the mission God's put on my life this season is to comfort the afflicted, and to afflict the comfortable. So there's been some people that have been a little too comfortable. I want to move you forward. And comfort and progress never go hand in hand. So, so if, I, if you're going to move forward this year, you got to get a little uncomfortable. One of those ways that you get a little uncomfortable is what we call 21 days of prayer and fasting. I know our location pastors have already told you about it. You're going to show up for prayer this week, whether in person at 6 a.m. or every day online at noon. Um, it's, I'm going to be online with you guys the next three days. But let me just do this. I want everybody, you got a, a paper connection card on the way in. I want you to take it out right now because this is a one time in our service. I'm going to ask you to pause from the message and I want you to look at the bottom of that connection card and right there is a place for you to put a prayer need. I want you over the next 20 minutes while we're together to put some kind of need down there that you're believing God for for the next 21 days. Some kind of breakthrough you need in your life, breakthrough in your finances, a miracle in your marriage, whatever it is. If you put your name there, if you want someone to pray your name out loud, I'm personally going to pray over hundreds of those this week. I'm believing that every location as they gather for prayer, we're going to pray over those. Prayer makes things happen in your life. So if you need a miracle, write it down. If you want to do it digitally, we're going to print them all off so that they're at every location so people can pray over them every day. Let's make sure you present those today. And on the way out, you'll be able to drop them on the way out so that we can make sure that uh, we get your needs covered. I want to talk to you today for a few minutes on this idea of fasting. Because as soon as we talk about the idea of prayer and fasting, you're like, Aaron, I'm okay with the prayer part. The fasting part, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And, and I'm going to kind of break it down for you a little bit. A lot of you guys have already made up your mind that there's no way you're fasting. Like you've already done it. Like you woke up this morning, you're like, I'm eating extra donuts in Jesus' name. Like, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going, I, I'm going to fight that for sure. And I'm going to challenge you today. And the way I'm going to challenge you is you can write it in your notes. I'm going to give you five reasons why you should fast. This isn't for your neighbor. This isn't for your friend that's at home. This is five reasons why you, right now, while you're watching online, I saw you there in Delaware and those in California, people watching from all over America. Uh, I'm going to give you five reasons why you should fast because fasting is something so significant and really it's defined my life. I looked at the last 15 years of ministry. I've been in full-time ministry now for 15 years and I would say out of the top 10 miracles or things that I've seen God do in my life, at least seven of them have happened during a season of prayer and fasting. 
Let me say it again because I, I don't think it's just connected with everybody. At least seven of the 10 biggest miracles I've ever seen in my ha- life have happened in a season of prayer and fasting. Um, uh, let me give you a couple of them. Uh, 11 years ago, I was single, uh, going through life as a youth pastor, doing whatever I was doing, and I'm in a season of prayer and fasting, and it's about a week into it, I'm praying and having my time with, prayer, uh, with God, and during prayer and fasting, God says, you're gonna marry Katie. Well, I received that one in Jesus' name. Like, that was, that was awesome. Well, I, we weren't even in like a relationship. We weren't even friends at that time. Like, we, were, we dated years before. We had almost zero communication. So, so I was like, well, I think this is God. I prayed on it. I mean, I heard clearly during prayer and fasting. I drive down there. I meet with her. We're all hanging out with a group. And so I take her out. And I said, hey, I just want you to know, I've been in a season of prayer and fasting. And I've heard from God. And you're going to be my wife. And I just want you to know, like, we, we need to pursue this. Let me just say that she had not heard from God in the same way. So what did she do? She's like, well, I don't think that's the case, Aaron. That's great you heard that, but I'm like, I have no feelings. I'm like, I'm like, thanks, that's the jerk. Like, that's not nice. She's like, she's like, no. And I said, well, I want you to fast. I want you to take the next 30 days. I want you to seek God. I want you to pray. And she did that. We communicated a little bit, but not much. She got to pray. She got to fast. She, she, she sought God. And, and 10 years later and five babies later, I'm telling you, marriage is awesome. And it's the fruit of prayer and fasting. It works in my life. Another one, nine years ago, I'm a youth pastor. I'm in a season of 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'm about 18 days in. I'm laying on the floor in, my, in the sanctuary of the church I was serving at, the same way as many of you guys will tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. As I'm laying on the floor praying and just, just asking God to speak to me and, and change me. And I'm 18 days into this thing, God speaks to me more clearly than I've ever heard in my life. And he says, Aaron, this is going to be your last year um, as a youth pastor. I'm going to prepare you this year to pastor a church that's eventually going to change the whole world. That was my year of preparation. I heard about it in prayer and fasting. And guess what? The fruit of that, you're sitting in it right now called Radiant Church. I'm telling you, it works in your life. One more. Last year, I, I, we started 21 days of prayer and fasting. We actually call it 20 days of prayer and fasting for 2020. And I get in there and I'm in a time of prayer and fasting. And I feel like God speaks to me and says, you're supposed to have another child. Well, that's easy for me. It's not easy for Katie. So <laughs> I said, I said, Katie, I think, I think we're supposed to have another kid. And she's like, no way. Like, I think we're done. And I was like, no, I really think we should. So I said, let's just take 20 days of prayer and fast. Let's take this time. Let's seek God. And then let's ask him and see what he did. And, and God clearly spoke. Now that baby is seven weeks old and she's as cute as can be. <laughs> what is it? The fruit of it is prayer and fasting. For some reason in my life, Things happen when we pray and fast. It happens in our church. If you're a part of our staff, you know this is the case, that I don't even like to make decisions about mid-December to mid-January. I'd say every time people want a decision, I go, hold on, let's wait till after 21 days of prayer and fasting. Why? Because I hear God clearly. I just get a connection that I didn't have before. So I'm gonna challenge you for the next few minutes on five reasons why you should pray and fast during these next 21 days, and I think it'll change your life. First, let's get to the basics. First of all, here's what fasting is. Fasting is giving up something important for a period of time, not forever, to gain something more important, which is a deeper relationship with God. So I'm gonna help you with this to figure out what you should give up and what you gain. So what do we give up? Well, there's a lot of options in this. We see it throughout the Bible, the typical thing that was given up was food. Now, people don't like hearing that, but some of y'all should give up a little food right now. So they gave up food. There's different types. There's an absolute fast where you give up all food. I've done that three times in my life, giving up all food for 21 days or 40 days. 
Uh, there's other times that they give up certain kinds of food or certain types of food or sweets or different things. So food is an option. Another one is electronics. And let's put this one right there. You can put even social media next to that one. Some of y'all, it would do you good over the next 21 days to get off of Facebook, off of Instagram, off of Twitter. Like, get off of it a little bit. You need a detox from a lot of that stuff. And this is, your pastor's giving you an opportunity. Take that chance right there. And then here's a third one is you can give up some activities or some hobbies. Maybe you like to golf a lot or you like to watch sports a lot. I know that's a tough season right now. Bucks are doing pretty good. Like it's a good season to watch sports, but maybe that's what God's calling you to do. Take some time to remove an activity. Netflix would be one of those for some of you guys. So how long do we do it? Well, typically there's no like set time on it, but at our church, we, we set aside 21 days to do it. But you don't have to do 21 days. Some people do 40 days. We saw that throughout the scripture. Some people have fasted 40 days. Uh, Jesus did that. Moses did that. And then a lot of people, I've heard this, is they fast until they get a breakthrough. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not having that again until I get a breakthrough. I'm not turning on TV until I get a breakthrough. And I just think that we got to get serious about it. And however serious you get, I believe God will honor that. So then let's get to the why. Why do we fast? And I'm just going to give you one word, even though I'm going to give you five reasons off of this. Here's the one word of why we fast. And write it down in your notes. It's for breakthrough. We need breakthrough. Can I just be honest with you? Our nation needs breakthrough. It's almost like a couple months ago I preached a sermon that like the solution for our world is the local church. And, and I don't think we need it more ever in our society than right now for the church to be a church of power, a breakthrough. And let's do it in our lives, guys. Let's be the church. And, and if we've seen anything this last week, this is our moment. To see God use us for incredible things. So, so we're going to see breakthrough in your life. We're going to see it in our church. We're going to see it in our nation. Five reasons. Let me give you the first one. Number one, it gives you connection with God. When you fast, you get a great, deep connection with God. Let me just say this while you're putting your notes in there. You are not created for church. I like church. I love the songs. I love the experience. That's awesome. You're not created. You're not even just created to give. You're not even created just to serve. Your primary reason you were created is to have a relationship with God. So, so that relationship, by the way, everybody look up. That relationship can't get better than it is. There's a deeper connection with God than you can experience right now. And I want you to fight for it over the next 21 days. And it happens during 21 days of prayer and fasting. Katie and I went on a RV trip with the kids this summer. I've showed y'all pictures. You follow me on social media. It's fun. We, we had a blast. We went all over uh, Colorado and Wyoming and South Dakota. And I didn't realize that there's places in America that do not have cell phone service. Like I have been in the, the uttermost parts of the world in South Asia and had cell phone services and like there's huts I'm preaching to. But Wyoming does not have cell phone service. Somebody tell them like there's things happening that they won't even know about until like a pony brings it in on the Pony Express in a couple of weeks. They're gonna find out all about the election and stuff. It's crazy. Uh, no offense for all those in Wyoming that are joining us right now. All three people that live in the state. So, <laughs> they, so we're there, we're in an RV park, and, and, and so we're sitting there, and we have this epiphany. We have no connection to the world. We don't know if anybody's dying. We don't know that what's going on in the news. We have no service at all. So we're laying in, we're in the RV, and we're laying in there, and we, I realized against the back wall of the RV, if we leaned up against the wall enough, put our phone just at the right angle, we could actually get a little bit of the Wi-Fi signal from the offices at the RV park. 
we were in heaven. So there's multiple times, like the kids are like, hey, where's dad at? And Katie's like, I know where he's at. And she walked to the back of the RV and I'm leaned up against there. I'm fighting for just a little bit of signal right there. I need to know, kids, you're great, you're fine. I need to know what's going on in the real world out there. What would happen if the people of God got serious about the fact of, you know what? I've been disconnected from God this last year. I've been disconnected. I, I used to have this passion. I don't have it anymore. And I'm going to fight for connection this year. I'm going to return to God for that relationship that's available. I'm telling you, if you return to him these next 21 days, you will experience a real thriving relationship with God like you've never had before. Come on, give them better praise than that in every location. Joel, they, the prophet Joel called the fast. And he says, this is why the Lord says, turn to me now. While there is time, while, while we're in opportune time, ready? listen, we're in an opportune time to return to God. He says, give me your hearts. Notice he didn't want your money. He didn't want your church attendance. All that's great. What does he want? He's after your heart. He's after who you are, that relationship. And then he says, how do you come back to me? How do you return to me? With fasting, weeping, and mourning. This is what 21 days of prayer and fasting does. It renews that connection with God. Some of you, you need a fire lit up inside of you again of what you used to have and that passion you used to have for God. Let's get it back this year. Prayer, here's what it is. Write it down in your notes. It connects us to God. That's what it does. It just connects us to intimacy with God and connection with God. And fasting, here's what it does. It just disconnects you from the world. So when you combine the two, by the way, prayer of a connection with God, fasting, a disconnect from the world, guess what? The combination of the two, it's powerful. So you, you might have said, Aaron, I've tried to pray or, or I've tried to fast. Combine the two. They're the two pedals on the same bike of breakthrough in your life. And it's called prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. You do both of them, guess what? I'm telling you, God will honor it and you'll see your relationship with God go to the next level. Jesus, James says it this way, come near to God and guess what? And he will come near to you. I want you to be intentional over the next 21 days about renewing that relationship with God. Which, by the way, if you've never had a relationship with God, it's going to start today. Today's your day. You haven't gone too far. You haven't messed up too much. You're in the right place to start a relationship with God. Can I hear a good amen today? Here's the second one. Is that The second reason is that you get control over your flesh. You get control over your flesh. When you fast, you tell your flesh what to do. The problem is, is a lot of you, your flesh has been telling you what to do for far too long. So I, I'm normally pretty strict on a diet, pretty strict in exercise. That's kind of my life, my discipline, my routine. And uh, November, I did a, a competition uh, with, with, uh, with CrossFit. And so I worked really hard for that. I got done with it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go through uh, Chick-fil-A. They have peppermint milkshakes in Jesus. Like they're, they're blessed by God himself if you had one of those peppermint milkshakes. So it's like, it's just one peppermint milkshake. They're like drug dealers, aren't they? They get you just like, it's just one. Come on, come on. It's just one. Like, and I, I go in, I have one and guess what? Then the next day, like I'm craving sweets again, craving sweets again. And then like, then we get to the holiday season and you guys, y'all, y'all, many of you guys used by the enemy himself to deliver packages, cookies and cakes and danishes just at my house. Every day I just walk up, more stuff is delivered. What are you trying to do to your pastor church? And just delivered all this stuff. And so I'm, I'm sitting there going, well, they delivered it. I guess it's God's way of just blessing our life. And so I'm eating it nonstop. And I'm telling you, I, I found myself 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning waking up going, oh, I need a snack. I need a snack. I'd go into the kitchen and find some snacks. And my kids would walk up. And, you know, what is that? Get back in your bed right now. Like, it's not free. It's all medicine right here. I had to repent and all that. It was, 
your, your flesh gets a hold of you. It, 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 it'll master your life. Look what Paul said. He said it this way in 1 Corinthians 9. Do you not know that in a race that all runners run, but only one gets the prize? In other words, not everybody wins this thing. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict, what? Training. They, they get trained. They, they do not get a crown that will, they, they get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer who is boxing the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave. Radiant, listen up to me. You either make your body your slave or it'll be a slave to, you'll be a slave to it. You'll, you'll have to, you either master your flesh or your flesh will master you. We've seen it time and time again. And he says like this, he says, make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. How do we make it our slave? We tell our flesh what to do. No, I'm not eating that for 21 days. No, I'm not going on Netflix for 21 days. No, I don't care what's going on Facebook. I'm not going there for 21 days. And what are you doing? You're intentionally saying, I I'm not going to feed this thing called my flesh, even if it feels good when I get it. Because I understand that this is what fasting does. Write it down your notes. Fasting intentionally starves my flesh so that I can intentionally feed my spirit. And I want you to feed your spirit this next 21 days. I, I think there's far too many of us that over, especially the holidays, and I'm not just talking about food, by the way. I'm talking about technology. I'm talking about the news. I'm talking about social media. You have, you, you've, you've fed your flesh so much. It's time to starve it a little bit. It's time to starve it a little bit. Hey, I wrote it down this way, and let me just give you this, this, this picture, and I want you to see it. If your physical nature reflected the nourishment of your spiritual nature, would we immediately send you to the hospital? I want you to think about that. Like if, if we looked at, if you looked the way spiritually that you do like that would many of you guys you haven't been fed in months why don't we make this our moment where we say no i'm getting control over my flesh i'm not letting my flesh have its way i'm gonna feed my spirit instead and i'm telling you it will bring breakthrough in your life jesus did this as he went into ministry he was led in by the spirit into the wilderness and he was tempted by the devil and after fasting look what he did for 40 days and nights, what did he do? He, he didn't feed his flesh and he fed his spirit. Guess what he was? He was hungry. Guess what? It's not fun to fast. It's not. You're going to be hungry at times. You're going to crave it. You're going to see everybody else on Netflix and you're not right now. You're going to see everybody else, you know, on Instagram and you're not for a little bit and you're going to be hungry. But Jesus, he, he was being prepared for an attack that he didn't even know was going to come. And look what happened next. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered him and says, it is written, man shall not live on. Listen, I don't need bread. I've already realized I don't have to feed my flesh. Guess what? I can live on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. You've been feeding the wrong thing. And I'm telling you, if you'll be intentional about making a point to say, I'm not going to feed my flesh. I'm going to feed my spirit. You'll see breakthrough in your life. You go, well, that's hard. Yeah, it is. But many times, write it down your notes. God delivers us from suffering. There's sometimes he does that. But more often than not, he delivers us through it. That's great preaching. I know they're shutting me down at St. Pete. I know they are in Brandon. I know they're, they're, they're letting it sink in there at the heights. Many of you guys, you understand, you go, it's tough. It's, it's God's way. 
of killing that flesh so that you can be all he's called you to be. Here's number three. Number three is that you get clarity in hearing God's voice. I gave you already story after story of times in my life where I got supernatural clarity. And many of you guys, you're at a crossroads in life. You don't know what to do with the business. You don't know what to do with the next step in your life. I'm going to help you get clarity in this next 21 days to hear God clearly. Because let me tell you, God is not confused about what you're going through. He's not confused about the year. But you just got to take time to listen to him. So I'm going to give a little example, maybe a little uh, example that you'll remember here. Uh, so I've got some things to represent all the generations, okay? Some masterpieces of the generation. One is a record player. I don't, I don't know about you. There's some of you guys, you grew up in this season of life. You don't have to tell us who you are. We know who you are. Um, it would take a while for you to raise your hand anyway. So you got it. I'm joking. We love you guys. We love y'all. Um, so, so you grew up in this, and, and this, this has masterpieces part of it. So something like this. That is, that's some good music right there. You don't, know, you don't know anything about that right there. All right, so, so you, got the, you got a masterpiece right there. Then you got a next generation. It's called the tape player. Come on, how many grew up in a tape player world right there? So then you got the tape player world. These things, I'd explain all these to my kids. They're like, what do you mean? You have this little thing that you have to like rewind and play it again. And, and you don't know how to actually find the song the way you want to find the song. Uh, but then you have this music here. So... That's another generation. You don't, you don't know anything about this. this. This is a way that you can get down right there. That's a, that, that's a tape world right there. That's a masterpiece right there. You got to love that. Then you have this thing called a CD player. Oh, yeah, I don't know anything about this. CD player. I, I used to hold them over my shoulder and walk around. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? You got your CD player. And then, and then this, is a, this one's got it right here. Let's see how to... I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here, but... What'd you say? It's a masterpiece in Jesus' name, right? And then, and then you got this thing. You, you don't remember anything about this. This thing's called an iPod. Anybody remember these things? So let's try this one right here. Do you remember that? Like, like they were terrible, weren't they? Like those things right there. And, and it changed everything. And then, and then uh, this is all my kids know. Hey, Alexa, play the blessing. So, so this is all Here's they know. Blessing live by Elevation Worship, Carrie Joe, and Cody Collins on Amazon Music. Let's see if it plays. Oh, it works right there. All right, there you go. So, so then you got this. This is another, another masterpiece right there. So, so now we have, I don't know how in one service we went from, from <laughs> Britney Spears to the blessing and only at Radiant Church in Jesus' name right there. All right, so uh, Alexa, pause. All right, all right, here's, here's a problem, all right? You got a lot of great masterpieces in your life, a lot of great voices in your life. So you got, you got the voice of your boss. You got the voice of your friends. You got the voice of your kids. You got the voice of, of, of so many other things things in your life. And the problem with it is it's a masterpiece that you're listening to, but what you don't realize is it's a masterpiece that you can't even listen to. Alexa, play. Because this is what it sounds like. This is what a lot of your life sounds like. All I can hear is Britney Spears, right? <laughs> Alexa, off. <laughs> Let's try this. Here, here's the key. 
Here's the key. The key. You've got to eliminate some voices in your life. You, you'll never experience all that God has for you if you're listening to all these other things. Take 21 days, kill the other voices, and listen to God and watch how he'll speak to you about what he has for your life. Come on, give him better praise than that today, church. <laughs> Look what happened. Moses, who was in the desert with 2 million people, they've got a lot of voices, a lot of crazy people around him, a lot of complainers. And look what Moses did. The Bible says that Moses left and went up to Mount Sinai and was there with who? The Lord. The Lord. He, he spent time. It's not just about fasting. It's about fasting and connecting with God. And he was there for 40 days and 40 nights without eating or drinking. Look, what was he doing? He was fasting. And it was during that time, look what he did. He wrote on the tablets the, word of, the words of the covenant, which is the Ten Commandments. The most crucial part of the Old Testament was written in a season where he separated from the crowd and got connected with God in prayer and fasting. And God spoke to him clearly. This is what God wants to do in your life. You watch how he'll speak to you. I, I believe this. Listen, most of your issues in life would be solved if you would just stop listening to everybody else and start listening to God. Just start listening to God. You see, because prayer, write it down in your notes, is a conversation that involves both speaking and listening. And a lot of you are really good at the speaking part. We're going to help you over the next few weeks. We're going to help you learn how to listen to God, how to hear God's voice. It's going to help you in this season. Because I, I've, I'm a firm believer. I grew up in an honor culture that the most important person in the room should be the one that's doing most of the talking. And a lot of you guys in your prayer times, you're letting uh, you talk way too much. God's in the room. Let him communicate with you. And watch what happens when you do this. Number four, write it down in your notes. The fourth one is simply that you get consecration for greater things. He's preparing you. This is why we do it at the beginning of the year. Because the word consecration means to set apart for greater purposes. And he wants to set your life apart for something greater. He, he already knows what's going to happen this year. So when we pray and fast, he uses that time to prepare us. It's like the cookie dough that's, that's in the fridge. Katie will make this cookie dough from scratch. And we'll put it in the fridge and then I'll find it and I'll take it and start eating it. And Katie will go, Aaron, that's not for you to eat. I'm like, well, why is it in the fridge then right now? She's, I'm like, well, if it's cookie dough, then you either make it or if it's cookie dough in the fridge, I'm eating it in Jesus' name. Like, that's just what you do. She's like, no, 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 no. You got to let it sit for a certain amount of hours. I'm setting it aside to do, to do something with it. It's the same thing with your life. You're taking a season to set yourself aside for a little bit for greater things that God wants to do in your life. Joshua as the people were going into the promised land, he told the people, consecrate yourselves. For guess what? Tomorrow, the Lord's going to do some amazing things. Amen. Right in church, I, I know we're almost done, but let me just say this. Consecrate yourself. Get ready. Get ready. God's going to do some amazing things. I look back at the things that I was going through on my notes this last week of things that God spoke to me about in 21 days of prayer and fasting in January of last year. I had no clue. He was preparing me for the craziest year of our lives. And I, I, I had no way to do it to get prepared other than through prayer and fasting. It'll prepare you. Here's how I wrote in my notes is that fasting is boot camp for battles you don't even know you're going to face. That's good preaching right there. There's some stuff you're going to face this next year. And you're going to go, I don't know how I got through it. I know how you got through it. You prepared yourself in a season of prayer and fasting. You got alone with God. You learned how to hear God's voice. And when you did that, guess what? You got breakthrough in your life in a season before you even knew you needed it in your life. He's preparing you for something about that. Because here's why. People do not rise to the occasion. I'm going to get whatever's in front of me. No, no, no. You don't have to rise to the occasion. They fall to their level of preparation. 
So what you need to do in your life is you need to realize this is a season the next 21 days that I'm gonna prepare myself spiritually for whatever is happening next. And I'm telling you, as you give this time to God, watch how he'll use you and shape you and form you for whatever battles are in front of of you. Can I hear a good amen today, church? Amen. All right, here's the top four. Number four, the the first four, and then I'll give you the last one. Ready? Five reasons why you should fast. You get a connection with God. You get control over your flesh. You get clarity in hearing God's voice. You get consecration for greater things. Now, Now more and more people are like, yeah, I can do this. And here's the fifth one. Last one right there is that you get conquest over the impossible. There are some things that are impossible. So I know some of you guys need to take a picture. Let me just smile real quick before. I don't want, I don't want an awkward picture of that, all right? And so like, you get con- <laughs> All right, all right, done. Okay. You get conquest over the impossible. That's funny. You, let, me, let me just say this. There are certain things that you're going to face or you are facing. And they seem way too difficult. You can't find victory in it. Some of you, there's been addictions you just can't break. There's a marriage that doesn't seem to ever get better. There's a kid that doesn't just seem to ever come back to the Lord. How do we find conquest over the impossible? Mark chapter 9, it gives us a story of a a father who came to Jesus and said, listen, your your disciples prayed for my son who who has a mute spirit. He throws himself on the ground. He foams at the mouth. He gnashes at his teeth. And I asked them to cast out this spirit and the disciples couldn't do anything. So when Jesus saw the people running, he rebuked that spirit and said, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you come out of him and enter him no more. And so the boy falls on the ground. They think he's dead, but then Jesus reaches down, grabs him by the hand and picks him up. Story goes that Jesus gets to the house of his disciples and his disciples ask the right question to ask. Why couldn't we do that? I don't know if you've ever read your Bible where you read it and you're going, those miracles, why can't I experience that? Why, where's that kind of breakthrough in my life? And Jesus gave them an answer that I believe is the same answer for your life today. He said, listen, here's why, because this kind, the miracle that you need, that kind comes out through prayer and fasting. They were waiting for some big, like, give me the next big thing. Like, oh, no, 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 really challenge me to go deep. Here's like, here's what's deep, pray and fast. Watch what happens. You do the basics. That's what I love. There was an interview with Kobe Bryant. They said, what does it take to be one of the best of all time? And he says, I just simply don't get bored with the basics. You want to be the best when it comes to your spiritual walk? Just don't get bored with me ever talking about prayer, ever talking about fasting, ever going to one of these seasons, because this is where miracles happen. And I believe this. If you want God to do the super, then you've just got to do the natural. So this is your moment. The ball's in your court. God wants to do a miracle, but it's your moment now to say, no, I'm going to take up the charge. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. And here's what it is. Last fill in the blank and you are done for the day. Prayer and fasting is the difference between letting things happen and making things happen. And I don't know about you. I want to make some things happen this year. I want to see our church see more people reach. I want to see us go and do, give more to missions than ever before. I want to see addictions broken. I want to see people who have been praying for a baby. I know, I know your heart. I know the struggle. I want to see the miracles happen this year. I want to see it. Some of you, it's gone way too long. Let us believe together that we can see miracles this year. I'll give you one that I experienced in my life, and then we'll close. Um, the, right before the church started, we were in 21 days of prayer and fasting with our team. We were preparing for the church. And let me tell you, we were desperate. Like we had 
barely a team, no money. We had a rundown dollar theater that was letting us rent out a room for $1,000 a month. That's how Radiant Church started. So I was stressed out of my mind trying to figure out how we were gonna do this thing. And I get a call from a pastor. This is literally the very end of 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, what, seven years ago. And he calls me, he said, hey, Aaron, we're doing a pastor's gathering in Orlando. It's at this big conference, but we're doing a lunch. And I think it'd be fun if you come over and get lunch with us. And I was like, I don't have time for lunch. I, first of all, I'm fasting and then I don't have time for lunch. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't have the margin of my schedule. He's like, just come. He's like, come and hang out with you. I think you should do it. So I get in my car, I drive over there. I was like, this is such a waste of time. I go and sit down at this lunch at this big conference. All these pastors, I'm trying to meet some people. It's awkward, it's weird. I'm really not good at that kind of world and networking and hanging out. So I go, I eat lunch, tell the guy, thank you. I go to leave and as I'm leaving, I'm walking to the expo center of the, the conference and I look at the expo center and there's a pastor of a church that I used to go to when I was a little kid and he was across the room. So I walked up to him, his name is Pastor John. And I walked to him, I was like, oh my gosh, Pastor John. I was like, you don't know me. My name is Aaron Burke. I grew up in your church. I was sleeping on the pews and in your church. Like, like it's a big deal. And, and now, and he's like, well, what are you doing now, son? I was like, I'm planning a church and we're gonna change Tampa for Jesus. And I'm all excited. And as I'm talking to him, I'm seeing that this guy's not really listening to me. He's like kind of looking over my shoulder because there's like a line of people that's trying to talk to him. This guy's like a pretty famous guy. So I realized, okay, this is conversation's not going anywhere. So I was like, well, that's what I'm doing. He's like, well, great job, son. He kind of taps me on the shoulder. Basically, nice way of saying, all right, move on. Like, you're done. So I go to leave, and I'm really discouraged. I get in my car, and I had this argument with God. God, I need breakthrough. You told me. We don't, and, and we don't have any money. I don't know how we're gonna launch this church. I don't even know if you're with me. Now I'm running over these stupid conferences for no purpose. And I'm driving home, just having this frustrating moment with God. And as I'm driving, I get a phone call from the guy who invited me to the, to the conference. He called me and said, hey, Aaron, thanks for coming over. He goes, thanks for doing that. I hope you met some great people. He goes, by the way, I just ran into somebody who maybe will help some church plants. And he, he wants to um, know some guys who are going to be planting some churches. He, he might be able to help you a little bit. I said, great, give him my number. So it gives, uh, gives the guy my number. I keep driving. About three minutes later, I get a phone call. It's by a pastor in Orlando named Carl Stevens. Great pastor, Faith Assembly, great church. So he calls me. He's like, hey, uh, I heard you're planning a church. I said, yes, sir, I'm planning a church. And I told him, he goes, well, give me a little bit of your background. I start talking, man, I, I, I was in Pensacola and I drove down here. My family sold everything. And he stops me about two minutes in. And he says, he goes, he goes wait, 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 son, son, son. Were you just at the Expo Center? At, at the conference? I go, yes, sir, I was just there. He goes, were you just talking to Pastor John? He goes, yes, sir, that was me. He goes, I cannot believe that was you. I was the guy standing right behind you and I saw your passion and I thought, if I could ever get a hold of that guy, I'd write him a check immediately. And then you hurried off and left. And he goes, son, don't worry about it. We're sending you guys $10,000. We wanna help your church plan. I'm telling you, miracles happen in seasons of prayer and fasting. Stand on your feet at every location. I want us to take a moment. I want us to believe God together for a miracle in your life and your family your marriage, in your finances. This is the year. This is the time. Come on, let's pray. Let's bring it to God. Let's sing it together. Come on, go.
whatever location you're at, I want you to take that connection card you got when you came in. Hopefully you wrote a prayer request on it. If not, you're gonna have about 30 more seconds to write something you're believing God for. I want you to take it in your hand right now. Many, many of you guys have done it digitally online. If you put it on, in your phone, just hold that phone up, whatever it is. We're gonna present our request to God. I, I'm, I, I'm feeling it as your pastor. This is your 21 days of breakthrough. This is your moment. You, you weren't even thinking of being part of it before this moment. And, and, and God's speaking to you. This is your time to connect with God. This is your time to get prepared for the future. This is your time to hear clarity in God's voice. I'm telling you, this is your moment to have conquest over the impossible, no matter what's against you. God is for you. If you have that prayer card right there in your hand, we're gonna pray from all week long. We're gonna pray from the next three weeks straight, but I want you to take it. I want you to hold it up right now all over the place. Just hold that connection card up. Let's pray and let's believe God. God, we believe you right now for miracles over our lives, over our finances, Lord, over our, our marriage, Lord, I pray over, over the people that are struggling with infertility in our church, those who are battling cancer in our church, those who are battling COVID right now. We pray miracles, sons and daughters who are far away from God. Bring them back to you over the next 21 days. Lord, we believe that the, the request we wrote on here are faith requests, knowing that you are God that can do the impossible more than we ever could. So we trust you, we believe you, we come to you knowing that you are where our help comes from. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. With every eye closed, every head bowed, one more call. There's people here today that don't have a relationship with Jesus. You don't have that connection with God. I want you to know you can. That's why God brought you to church today. You were created for a relationship with God. The problem is sin gets in the mix and sin separates us from God. So the solution is not that you just sin less because you can't ever do that. Here's what you do. You need forgiveness of your sins. You need a sacrifice for your sins. That's why Jesus came. 2,000 years ago, while we were lost in sin, Christ came. He died for you and for me so that we can have a relationship with God. If that's you today, on the count of three, I want you to respond and say, today's my day of salvation. Today's my day. I give my life to Jesus. And, and, and you might be here today. It might be the first time you've ever made this decision. Maybe it's been 10 years ago. You made it, but you've moved away from God. This is your moment to reconnect with God. If that's you on the count of three. Throw that hand up. Wave it at me at every location and put it right back down. Ready? One, two, three. Hands thrown up all over this room. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So many hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon, St. Pete at the Heights, North Tampa, online. Just put that hand right back down. Let's pray together. Say it loud, out loud together. Say, dear Jesus, come on, say it loud. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life, my past, my present, and my future. Forgive my sins. Thank you for dying for me. Today I will live for you. Be my Lord and be my Savior for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, can we celebrate those who just made the best decision ever? Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.